Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. Tim Wildman here on this Wednesday, July the 14th. Ed Battagliano sitting in with me. Good morning, Brother Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Yes, sir. Back again. Fred's the ever present uh, voice <laughs> on AFR. Busy Been days. subbing in for Sandy this week. And, uh-huh. and uh, and then with us each weekday, we appreciate. And then Fred's quote day job is to go across the street and manage our One News Now news department. Right. So yes. I'll start that shortly. Still, <laughs> still going strong. At, what are you? you? You're 60. If I can get personal with you, you're 60 what? 67. 60. So full Social Security benefits now for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> You, when you said, if I can get a little personal. Yeah. So how much debt you got, Fred? Um, well, you, I'm not you, collecting it yet. Uh, okay. I just wondered. They, okay. they say if you delay, you get a little bit more every year. Until what, 70. What, what 70 you, is the cap. What are you, Ed, what are you going to choose on that deal? Because you're, uh, you're, 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 you can see it down the road. Oh, yeah, I yeah. can. Yeah. I, I, uh, it's, it's an next exit. Yeah, I, it's, that's, that's right. <laughs> The social, the social security exit. Yes, I, I turned sixty three coming up here in August. Yeah, next month. Yeah. So yeah, because I, I, I'm you know not going to do it now, but right. You know, sixty five, sixty seven, seventy. What do you do? Yeah. I, I'm notoriously, you know, cheap around my house. Okay. So. So you uh, don't buy the kind of mattress I buy. Well, <laughs> that's what you're saying here. Well, uh, the, the, you know, in terms of leaving money on the table, I go, why should I, why should I let the government, you know, if I don't wait till 70, then the government keeps some of my money. Yeah. It right. just doesn't seem right. You goes I, against, I, this goes against your principles. It goes yeah. against my principles. That's right. I'll, I'll dare anybody to bring up YouTube and type in social security in the, in the search engine. Yeah. It will fill the net. <laughs> With every opinion that oh, yeah. you can imagine, 10 steps this, 8 steps this, don't do this. Right. And it's like, I'm tired of this. Right. <laughs> How about this one? How about this headline? Biden's inflation cut Social Security in half. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, man. That's, Next uh, one is big rush. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to get Social Security. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They, there's a, there is seriously a lot of concern about uh, mm-hmm. inflation. Yes continuing to rise you know inflation comes and it goes sometimes it doesn't matter who the president is or what party they they represent or who's in congress it's just a natural part of our country's economy but since biden came into office Hmm. uh you can call it a coincidence if you want to but uh and the democrats have been spending i was gonna say like drunken sailors but you'd have to apologize to the drunken sailors uh (laughs) The, the, and they're proposing even more trillions and trillions of borrowed money. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, the, plus you have other other policy decisions that they've made in terms of shutting down, you know, yeah. uh, this pipeline, that yeah. pipeline, yeah. which is going to drive up energy prices. Uh, some of it might be COVID related in terms of uh, anyway. We can go in into right. a, no, 
but, uh, to a big dis- discussion about it. But, but, but you, we are going to have to keep an eye on that because there are some economists saying if the Democrats are able to borrow trillions and trillions of more dollars, that uh, the chances for hyperinflation are yeah. increased greatly. I, I just want to just uh, slip back to the Social Security thing for just a second and just uh-huh. share how brutally honest I was with my daughter, who's 37. She's far away from right. uh, from retirement sure. consideration. By the time she gets there, it won't be there, but yes. go ahead. That's what she asked me. <laughs> she, she said, uh, she said uh, so Social Security, because my wife and I are talking. Sure, and yeah. she's, she's been staying with us. And so, um, well, Social Security, blah, blah, blah. She said, am I going to have Social Security? She said, what am I paying Social Security for? And I said, first of all, <laughs> No, you're not going to have Social Security when you get to <laughs> this age. Just a harsh age. reality. I said, you, because the government has spent all the Social right. Security money that was supposed to be in there, right. mm-hmm. what you are paying for are people who are currently on Social Security. Yep. And she said, okay, I just wanted to know. She I wasn't want- happy, but, she, you know. <laughs> I, I was expecting you to say that she said, quote, that's not fair. End of quote. Oh, and- that's what she meant. Okay. <laughs> but she didn't say it. All right. Well, uh, Ed, tell folks how they can listen and or watch on what you affectionately call that their internet. Yes, that their internet. If you would like to watch us do radio, you can go to either YouTube or Facebook and search for today's issues and click through and you can watch us. If you are going to be traveling and you currently listen to us on a local radio station but want to Listen to our lovely, melodious voices while you travel. Download the AFR app on your smartphone or other portable device. You can listen everywhere that you have good internet. Now, we do need to point out, Tim, about tomorrow's show uh, for our listeners so they won't be shocked because Friday is um, Trivia Friday. Tomorrow is Thursday. We are going to be airing Hilarious Highlights Volume 6 for tomorrow's program <clears throat> in on this Thursday. slot. Yes, for Thursday. So it's going to be called Hilarious the, uh, Highlights Volume 6. Which is about the trivia, fr- is clips from the Trivia Friday show. Yes. Aired on Thursday. Yes. Because we're we- not going to be here live tomorrow. Our management's going to be away, and we're going to be having a, a powwow. Yeah. As we do annually in the summer. Right. Um, and so there won't be anyone to do the show live. Did I did I uh, culturally appropriate Pow-wow. a Native Indian term that I shouldn't have? You right know, there? now that you mentioned it, I think that's probably Pow-wow. true. I'm mm. just, well, you got to be you got to watch out for these kind of things yes. today. You yes. just say things and you don't think about it. And next thing you know, you're canceled. Turn it into an Italian thing and just flip the words. Powwow. Call it wop wop wow. Okay, is that what Italians call it? Well, Sounds like a dish at Olive Garden. <laughs> I'll have the Wop Wow. Yeah, I'll have the Wop Wow as an appetizer. And now you insulted the Italians. I know. Yeah, but I can they do that. They don't care. That's the problem. That's right. I can do it. If you Italians don't care, and if they care enough, you'll know about it. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Okay. It's 1 800 Eddie. You'll get a 1 800 Eddie. You'll get a visit. Okay. That tire, how does tire get slashed, honey? <laughs> I don't know. We got the Italians living down the street. You might check with them. All right, Fred, uh, go ahead. By now, you probably have seen the pictures of Democrats from Texas lawmakers who fled aboard luxury jets up to Washington, D.C. They didn't want to vote on the Texas voting bills. Uh, And 
everybody, I think, now understands it was well-coordinated because yesterday President Joe Biden, he was in Philadelphia, and he decided just to let loose on these terrible states that are be, uh, bringing in voter integrity laws. I'm sorry, Fred, but Biden and, quote, letting loose doesn't really <laughs> doesn't uh, strike me as a possibility, but we'll, we'll listen. And well, we'll listen. Yeah. And he decided to tell the world that uh, all of these efforts by in Republican states to bring in voting integrity, well, it's all driven by racism. All right, cut number one. The 21st century Jim Crow assault is real. It's unrelenting, and we're going to challenge it vigorously. Are you on the side of truth or lies, fact or fiction, justice or injustice, democracy or autocracy? That's what it's coming down to. Stand up and help prevent this concerted effort to undermine our election and the sacred right to vote. Have you no shame? We're facing the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. That's not hyperbole. Since the Civil War. All right. That that absolutely was hyperbole. Yeah. A couple of things there. Uh, What what do you favor, fact or fiction? We'd like to answer that. Um, And I tell you what, yesterday, the lieutenant governor of Texas, Dan Patrick, you want to know where he stands on what uh, President Biden, just what you heard him say there, cut number two. And I think a lot of Democrats today are afraid of losing black and brown voters to the Republican Party. So they want to make them forget it was the Democrats who enacted the Jim Crow laws in the South. Let them read the bill. I'll come to the Oval Office. I'll sit down with the president. I'll go through the bill. Let him show me one place that's Jim Crow, one place that's voter suppression. There's none in the bill. And I'm not going to sit here and take it as lieutenant governor and the president of the Senate. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to let them lie to America like this. It's the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all of these other reports. We've been Increased voting in Texas more than any other state in the union. We've improved, uh, increased uh, election returns mm-hmm. in gubernatorial races, which I've been in, by 76%. That was Lieutenant Governor of Texas Dan Patrick. Uh, Governor Abbott also had things to say. But I, I, I tell you, uh, when I heard the Biden speech yesterday, I just Googled Texas voting law. And, of course, up pops on Google a bunch of New York Times stories and PR, and they're just uh, basically repeating the talking points of Joe Biden and the Democrats. Right. So then I said, well, I'm going to go look at the bill myself in Texas and see what it says and see if see where the racism is in all of this. So a couple of points from the bill in Texas. Voters would be required to include a driver's license number or the last four digits of a Social Security number on a vote-by-mail application and the envelope containing their ballot. They would have to ID themselves. You request an absentee ballot. You would have to put a copy of your driver's license, which Vice President Kamala Harris says people in rural America don't know how to do that. Right. Or the last four digits of your Social Security number. Now, I, I don't see that as being racist against black people or white people or brown people. I don't know where the racism is there. Everybody has to do the same thing. Yes. Uh, listen, I, I, let me just say, and I know you got some other things, too, mm. about this Texas bill that you wanted to bring up for the sake of our listeners. And I, I'm learning things as well. Um, here's, to me, the bottom line of what Biden and others in the Democratic Party are actually saying. 
okay, when it comes to this bill, the Georgia bill, whatever. If you have any, if you, if a state makes any effort to guarantee that the person who is casting the vote is legally allowed to do so and is the person casting the vote, it's racist. Yep. Everybody else looks at it and says, well, duh. I mean, if, if you're going to allow people to ask for an absentee ballot without identifying themselves, then when I go to the polling station to vote and they say, I'm sorry, you've already cast a vote under your name. No, I haven't. I just showed up. Well, an absentee ballot was cast in your name. Mm-hmm. That is that is disenfranchising mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. So it, it's clear to me that this administration has nothing going for it. It is it is a wash in catastrophes and bad news. Talking about inflation and other things like that, they've got nothing going for them. So they're pulling out the race card again because they want to make sure. As Dan Patrick just said, Lieutenant Governor Governor of Texas, that they want to guarantee that black people and other minorities uh, are only thinking about what the Republican Party is doing or supposedly doing and not what the Democrats haven't done since they've been in control. Let me ask you guys this question about uh, Vice President Harris the other day saying uh, country folks don't have a Kinko's. Right. Uh, what was that all about, Fred? Well, that that was about the campaign, and and she's she's done such a great job of securing our southern border. She's now in charge of the effort to tell the country the federal government needs to take over all voting in the country. So, as she was trying to explain in a very friendly interview, why it's so necessary, why it's necessary, and and what what a uh, burden it is upon some people in this country. Uh, rural, have, rural people, she rural said. Rural people to have to provide ID <clears throat> if you request an absentee ballot. She's saying there's just some folks in this country who can't do that. They can't provide a photocopy of their driver's license. Because uh, they don't have access to a photocopy machine? Yes. Uh, inter- introduce, the cell fo- <laughs> introduce the cell phone, oh, uh, yeah. uh, which can take a picture. <clears throat> Uh, introduce, you know, they go to town sure. and they can go to the library. They have photocopy machines there. Come on. She is just being like Hillary Clinton. She's being like Barack Obama, insulting people. Um, okay. So I got, so the vice president of the United States is saying, quote, rural people. She's looking out for them. Yeah. Because they don't, they can't, this breaks your heart. <laughs> When you think about our our patriotic forefathers, who also didn't have kinkos, <laughs> and you think uh, of all that went on to the making up of this country, and now we're going to force people to provide an ID who can't get to a, a copy machine <laughs> because they're they're rare copy <laughs> machines in America. So I, I'm being facetious here to make a point. This is a uh, Every uh, 99.9% of Americans hear the vice president of the United States say she worries about people not being able to get to Kinko's to make a copy of their ID. Therefore, they won't be able to vote. And I would say 99.9% of Americans, uh, granted, a lot of them won't be critical of this because they're Democrats and they don't want to be opposed to the vice president. 
or the Democrat Party, but 99.9% of people go, uh, you're a joke, lady. <laughs> Everybody has access to a copy machine. And if you don't, if you can't find a copy machine, to so what we're talking about is take your driver's license, put it on a, on a, on a copy machine, press a button, and you use that sheet of paper to send in for your absentee ballot is that what we're talking about here? Right. Yes. Or because otherwise you use your driver's license when you go up to vote. Yes. Or you can put the last four digits of your social security number. Or can you can do either one? Yes. Which doesn't require a copy machine. Right. That's right. You don't even okay. need a kink. So so that what she's just described is what Joe Biden is saying is the greatest threat to uh, civil rights since the Civil War. Yes. Basically. Yes. Is that what we got well, going it's on? Probably here? not the only measure. Yes, yeah, not bill, the only measure. But it's stuff like that. That's yeah. well. Uh, you're right, Ed. The Democrats, if that's if no kinkos in in uh, in rural America is is Jim Crow, okay, then we got then 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 I don't know what to say to uh, that's all that's that's all they've got. All they, that's all they got. That's all yeah. they've got in yeah. terms of politics. And like I believe Georgia, uh, state of Texas is saying, if you're not going to be available to vote on election day, you can request an absentee ballot, but we're not going to send absentee ballots out to everybody in the state. Thank you. And every state should adopt that. Probably right. most states do yeah. have that. They did that in the name of COVID. Yes. Prevention. Yeah. Now, by the way, that that law that you're talking about or that regulation on, on voting is the way it was everywhere yeah. Yeah. before yes. COVID. When yeah. Barack Obama was elected... That's what was in place. Yes. You know what? This is not a new thing. You know thing. why this is a lie from Biden and Harris and everybody knows it? There are not millions of people out in the streets protesting right now. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what? Mm -hmm. there, if people thought they were being denied the right to vote by the millions in a Jim Crow uh, racial fashion, they would be out in the streets uh, rioting right now or at least protesting. You would see massive protests all over America. But you know what? Everybody knows that Biden and Harris is li are lying about this. Yes. The Democrats are. This is not Jim Crow. This is not um, voter suppression. Denial of civil rights. This is not voter suppression. As Ed said, these rules apply to everybody. Yes. What they're saying is, what the Democrats are saying is, only white people know how to use a copy machine. Yeah. And our and uh, that's what they're saying basically. Yeah. And one more point here. Yeah. So if if this bill gets passed in Texas, yeah, you will have more opportunity to vote in Texas than you yeah. do in Delaware, yeah, which is Biden's, Biden's home yeah. state. Yeah. Hey, I want to play just a minute because I thought this was very, it's a very passionate. Uh, was that Dan Patrick? Dan Patrick. Yes. Uh, oh, this is the, the this is the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, and. Uh, in response, again, we played it a few minutes ago, but I want you to hear it again because this guy, uh, you know how you have the, uh, we all have the, the uh, red flag goes up when we can sort of tell somebody's political. Right. They're either giving a political talk, and Republicans can do this too. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. Politicians of all stripes, they have their political talk, and then they have their talk when you go, mm, that person's being genuine. Yes. That person's being real. It's not scripted. It's not scripted. I want you. I want us to listen to him in response to Biden. 
And I think a lot of Democrats today are afraid of losing black and brown voters to the Republican Party. So they want to make them forget it was the Democrats who enacted the Jim Crow laws in the South. Let them read the bill. I'll come to the Oval Office. I'll sit down with the president. I'll go through the bill. Let him show me one place that's Jim Crow, one place that's voter suppression. There's none in the bill. And I'm not going to sit here and take it as lieutenant governor and the president of the Senate. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to let them lie to America like this. It's the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all of these other reports. We've increased voting in Texas more than any other state in the union. We've improved, uh, increased uh, election returns mm -hmm. in gubernatorial races, which I've been in, by 76%. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, let me ask you this. These Democrat state legislators from Texas who took a plane from Austin to Washington, D.C., and they're staying at this uh, $200 a night hotel, which is, by the way, pretty average for Washington, D.C., but how long are they going to stay up there and then there's threats of having that they would be arrested mm -hmm. when they come back to Texas. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what happened, folks, here, the Democrats, maybe not all of them, but enough of them in the state legislature in Texas wanted to deny the Republicans a quorum so there could be a legal vote on this voting rights or a voting suppression act, whatever you call it, voting integrity bill that we were just discussing right there. So they flew off to Washington, D.C., and they're camping out there. And I don't know how long. Do you know anything about what, when they come back, when when would they come back? And and it, I wonder what they would be charged with if, if, if they were arrested. Well, they, they'd be picked up at the airport and taken to the legislature to do their job to vote. They're that, not going to be put in jail. Right, that's what they mean by arrested. They'd be forcibly taken I guess oh, if you not resisted, put in jail. Right. If you, I think if you resisted, you could, could be put into jail. But the reason they left the state is because if they just stayed at home, then the legislature could send officers to their home and say, you are required to attend under penalty of such and such. Because you were elected by the people. Because you were elected. And the governor is called a special session, and you are due at the legislature. That's well, why they left the state. How do you feel about this tactic? No, I, I don't like it at all because would you if the Republicans were doing it? What, what, absolutely, would you, I would be. Uh, I would be in favor of the governor doing what they're. Otherwise, our go, our system of government is paralyzed because Republicans could do the same thing in in states run by Democrats. You could just simply shut down government, and then you have the the, the uh, uh, specter of anarchy. You just have no government. You know what you you know when you're elected to office. There's a chance you might lose a vote somewhere, right? Or that you you might not be on the winning side of an issue, and you know that when you're elected, mm -hmm. but you know you're going to go and fight for your position. You're going to go and and then you're going to go vote. That's why you were sent there, and then you're going to move on to the next uh, issue. And the idea of running away like cowards almost. They would say that, no, they're not cowards. They're, they're champions of democracy. Right, they're principles. They're principles. But to run away, uh, to run away from your responsibility, you were elected. When, when you ran for office, you didn't say, elect me and I'll fly to Washington, D.C. and escape being able, being ha having right. to vote. Who's right. with me on that? Yeah. You wouldn't get elected. You wouldn't get elected by Democrats or Republicans if you ran on the campaign. 
your campaign slogan was vote for me and I'll run away from my votes. Yeah. So uh, I think this is going to harm. I think this potentially could harm these Democrats uh, in their own districts. And should. And it should. Yeah. All right. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Hey, some great things are happening on the pro-life front among students across America. We're going to talk about that with Autumn Lindsay when we get back from this time out. Stay with us. Want to know how you can stay connected with the American Family Association? Just visit afa.net forward slash connect. There, you have access to all of AFA's mobile apps, social media accounts, subscriptions, and more. Be the first to stay up to date and informed about current events happening in our culture. Simply visit afa.net forward slash connect. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. President Biden says Cubans escaping communism are not welcome in the United States. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says Cubans and Haitians trying to come to America by boat will not be allowed to enter the country. Any refugees intercepted by the Coast Guard will be returned to their country of origin. I cannot imagine the cold-hearted cruelty of the Biden administration, knowing those who are returned will no doubt face imprisonment and torture. Turning a blind eye to their suffering while opening up our southern borders to drug cartels, human traffickers, and all sorts of criminal riffraff. Hispanic Americans should pay heed. When given the opportunity to embrace those seeking to be free, the Biden administration chose to stand alongside the communist dictators. Our Daily Biscuit devotions with a draw now topping the book charts. The Biscuit Book now the number one inspirational book in the nation. And you can order a copy right now at ToddStarns.com. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.13 American Family Radio 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, thanks for listening to AFR, American Family Radio. We appreciate all our listeners all across the Fruity Plain. And then uh, we also have some listeners internationally who uh, join us on American Family Radio. Well, some good things happening on college campuses across America with respect to the pro-life issue. And uh, joining us right now is Autumn Lindsay. She is with Students for Life. I get their emails regularly, I don't know, a couple, three times a week, I guess, with updates on what's going on. Autumn, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on today. Hey, where do you where are you joining us from today? I am actually in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Although I live in Washington State, I'm here for our Students for Life All Teams Week. So strategy, brainstorming, the whole team together, it's been great. Okay, you're not on speakerphone, are you? I'm not. Okay, okay, we're getting a little bit of a reverber- reverberation. But uh, we will continue on. Uh, Autumn, uh, tell us, I just said some good things are happening. Maybe great things are happening on college campuses across America with respect to the pro-life issue. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So Students Life of America, um, our mission is to abolish abortion. And one of the main ways we're doing that is through being active on college campuses as well as high school and middle school campuses. Um, so we're really the boots on the ground in this movement and making sure we're driving that conversation and educating students because this is the most pro-life generation we've ever seen. We also fully believe it's going to be the generation that abolishes abortion in our lifetime. Now, why do you say it's the most pro-life generation we've had? Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the movement, first of all. I remember the first time I ever went to the March for Life, I arrived and I looked around and it was majority of people my age, which was shocking to me because I remember, you know, you hear things about the pro-life movement, you know, things like it's all an older generation or it's not very big or it's not very diverse, whatever the misconceptions are. But what you see is it's a young movement and it's a diverse movement and it's growing rapidly. And I think part of that is through our advancement through social media and having a platform to discuss this issue to talk about it with people that we don't necessarily run into every single day. And so, I mean, you look at polling, over 80% of Americans oppose Roe v. Wade, which is abortion on demand without restrictions. And that's huge. Over 80% of Americans disagree with the law that legalized abortion in our country. Now, Students for Life is your organization. Uh, that you're, What's your role there? Sorry, could you repeat that? What's your role with Students for Life? So I am the social media coordinator as well as student spokesperson. So I run a lot of our social media channels, and I also speak at conferences. Um, You know, my favorite thing to do actually is to talk to youth, to get in front of people and encourage them to get involved, because I think a lot of us are pro-life, but are we doing anything about it? And I think that's the really amazing and unique thing about Students for Life is not only are they willing to train students and educate them on this issue, but then they activate them. They give them a platform to be passionate and the resources and activities to put that belief into action and actually do something about it. Um, 
And we're doing this through, again, so many different ways, whether it's on college campuses or we launched something called thisischemicalabortion.com. And we did a webcast. We also have a docu-series that explains the dangers of chemical abortion because chemical abortion, the abortion pill, is actually about 40% of all the abortions in the United States. And the pro-abortion lobby is trying to expand this rapidly to get the abortion pill into homes and, you know, essentially make people's homes a graveyard because that's what the abortion pill does. Um, And so we have a petition and we have a docu-series that you can find at thisischemicalabortion.com because we know that it's so, so important to get that message out and make sure that this generation has the right information in front of them. Uh, Also, studentsforlife.org is the... Uh, is your website and people if the, if uh, people are listening and they and their kids want to have a chapter of students for life on their high school or college campus you can contact studentsforlife.org and it is encouraging cuz you guys have thousands of at least before covid you would have thousands and thousands of people come in from around the country for your conferences and these were basically all young people right yeah so we serve um around 1,200 groups, and that's all across the United States. So we have thousands of students that we are investing in and we're training. And it's really amazing to see them go back into their own communities. We're launching something called the Pro-Life Future Campaign, which is where we are literally going into communities, into very pro-abortion communities. And we are um, doing a series of things, and one of those things is we have students and team members who are door knocking to share the resources in that community. So they go to these doors and they say, you know, are you aware of the resources that are for women who are um, facing an unexpected pregnancy? They connect them with the pregnancy pregnancy resource center and they educate them on the abortion facility in their community. So we are making sure that. We're everywhere, and we're having these one-on-one conversations, and we are directing women to resources that they need so they never have to feel like abortion is their option. Yeah. Well, listen, Autumn, thanks so much for your time. We wish you the best and hope that your organization continues to grow across the country on high school and college campuses and that we will, in fact, see the end of legal abortion in America in our lifetime. Roe versus Wade may be overturned. You think it will be overturned? Absolutely. Um, and I encourage anyone, you know, follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Students for Life of America. Um, you can also follow my Instagram. It's autumnlindsay.life. And I really encourage you to go to our pages and just see what we're doing and be encouraged that whether you're a student, know you're not alone. And if you're a parent, know that this generation is driving the force and encourage your kids to speak up and get involved because Again, this movement is growing rapidly. And as we see, I mean, uh, with the Dobbs case that's coming up in the Supreme Court, we'll be there on the steps, you know, to to be in support of it because we're very close to possibly seeing Roe v. Wade um, reversed. And that's yeah. huge. We've been waiting for that. So there's a lot happening coming up. So I would encourage anyone listening, get involved now because it's, it's encouraging to see what yeah. we're doing and seeing the growth. And just the beauty that comes out of speaking for truth and seeing women and health and life being preserved. Thank you, Autumn. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, that's Autumn Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, joining us.
from the Students for Life organization. Yeah, I'm, I was on their website while Autumn was speaking. By the way, her last name is spelled L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. So if you're searching for her, uh, you want to make sure you spell it correctly. But I'm, I was on, on the Students for Life of America website. Again, that's studentsforlife.org. And uh, they had had some statistics up here. I did not know this, but I'm not surprised. 79% of Planned Parenthoods are five miles from a college. 79%. So they, they are clearly targeting, obviously, young women would be of the age that you would most expect, um, you know, unplanned pregnancies to occur. But still, Planned Parenthood is all about monetizing uh, the killing of unborn children. So they are they are there, and so are groups like Students for Life. They're also on those college campuses. And what these brave and courageous young people are doing, and they are brave and courageous because they get all sorts of blowback from the uh, progressive uh, pro-abort crowd, even on college campuses where you think there'd be a lot of free speech and freedom to think as you please. These are very courageous young people. I'm really encouraged. Amen. Amen. All right, Fred, next story. Well, we've seen the pictures coming out of Cuba in recent days where thousands of Cubans have taken to the street demanding freedoms. They live under a very oppressive communist regime. And uh, we saw the protests last weekend, some people carrying American flags. They want the kind of freedom uh, that we enjoy in this country. You know, you would think that the Biden administration would welcome and give opportunity to people who want to leave that that horrible situation in Cuba. Why, we have a basically an open border now. We're welcoming people in illegally uh, from 26 different countries right. on our Mexican border. With that in mind, I was shocked to have our Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who himself is Cuban-born. This is what he said. To any of those Cubans who may be thinking of coming to this country, do not do it. The risk is not worth taking. Allow me to be clear. I'm, I'm, I'm quoting him here. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. Further, he said, any migrant intercepted at sea regardless of their nationality, will not be permitted to enter the United States. We've got 150,000 people crossing our Mexican southern yeah, border sure. every month. Yeah, and, and it's, the welcome, it's the Biden administration welcome wagon. Yes. There. And I saw a report yesterday, the catch and release that they're doing. Keep in mind, folks, we're talking about nearly a million people coming in mm -hmm. illegally in just uh, you know by the end of the year or more people than that and and biden and harris say y'all come they've done away with the border the, the the border wall they've done away with uh stay in mexico policy so all that I, here's the point they're letting all these people in from all over the world mm -hmm. through our s southern border don't care about safety security or anything like that yet you have the same fellow in charge of that saying, y'all come. He takes a preemptive press conference yesterday. What's his name? Alejandro Mayorkas. Okay. And his, he's secretary of what? Homeland Security. Homeland, Homeland, yeah. Homeland Security. 
he, he thought it necessary to take a preemptive step uh, to do a, a, a press conference to tell the poor people of Cuba, don't get on a, don't get on a raft or a boat and try to escape communism to come to the United States. You better stay there. We're going to have our Coast Guard out looking for you. And once we find you, we're going to send you back so you can be tortured in Cuba. Uh, and he was talking about the Haitians too, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, do you, why would a man do that? Well, the the hypocrisy is stunning. Um, obvious. I, I can't. I can't get in his head. But let me just say this: for the most part, Cuban Americans or Cubans, when they get here and become naturalized, or they apply for asylum and they are granted asylum in this country, they vote Republican overwhelmingly the Cuban American population. I, I doubt that's true about Haitians, but uh, I'm sorry. The hypocrisy has to be explained somehow. So is it because Cubans vote Republican? I just think that's unnecessarily cruel. What he's doing right there. These people are having, they're finally having an uh, uprising of significant numbers in Cuba to try to end the, the chokehold literally and figuratively, on the people of Cuba by a communist dictatorship, a police state, and our number one Homeland Security guy, all he can say is, get off my lawn right. to these people. Right. Huh? Or get out get out of our Gulf Stream, in yeah. this case. It's just, I'm just saying, uh, why is this necessary to do this now? You don't even have people getting on life rafts in, or, or coming on boats in huge numbers that I've seen the last few days. It just seems like he's trying to get out in front of this so that people, uh, and, and am I incorrect to say that, uh, these escapees from a, a communist country like Cuba would qualify for asylum? Yeah, yes. I think, I think that's the, that's the distinction here is that asylum has always uh, applying for asylum has always been considered a legitimate reason. If you are in fact, escaping from danger, your life in danger, that is legit. Well, persecution from a state. Or persecution. Not necessarily, as opposed to, say, Ecuador, where right. they're escaping uh, poverty. Right. Okay. Those those have always been two different categories. So if you're going to go by what we, the, the law states, then people from Cuba would be allowed in. The people from Ecuador, as you're using that example, would not be allowed just if you're simply escaping poverty because, as you said, and lots of people have been saying, we'd have to open our doors to the entire world everywhere where there's somebody living in poverty. So it's weird that the one area, the one category where people have been allowed in, asylum, is now being discounted by the Biden administration. Yes, And sir. forcefully so. This is, like you said. Yeah, we're, sending, we're, we're sending Coast Guard ships out. Yeah. to stop these people and send them back. Here's what I, I don't understand. And they're, and they're not even coming here yet. What, what I'm saying right. no, that I know of, there's not a national, there's not a news story saying that people are getting in boats leaving Cuba now in light of the revolution right. so with a small R right I, now. I would think, why, why not say we're sending our Coast Guard vessels out and, you know, for those of you who are going to try to make the trek across that 90 miles, we'll take care of you. Why didn't, he, why, didn't, why didn't he just say this? You know what? Uh, the communistic rule over Cuba must end. Mm. It's 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 uh, 
and we as Americans stand with the, 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 those who want freedom and liberty and safety and security in the country of Cuba. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we say. And uh, we, uh, that's all you need to say. You, you don't need to say, you know what, uh, you people in Cuba who are suffering, you don't, don't even think about coming to America because you're not going to be welcomed here. We're going to catch you with our Coast Guard ships, and we're going to send you back so you can have your fingers chopped off in Havana. Now, next question. Right. I mean, Boy. that that's what I get from his press conference yesterday. Now, I didn't watch the whole thing. Maybe he, maybe he said something. Uh, did he say anything? Acknowledging the fight for freedom in Cuba? Well, uh, the Biden administration, when these protests broke out last weekend, they said, we stand for peaceful protests. That, that was about it. Yeah. Now, I think the Biden administration had, has come out and said they do support right. uh, the, the, the freedom yes. and, and, and liberty. But, but you haven't but heard much so, from the left. But, but that's so easy. It's so easy to say these things. Right. But then to turn around and say, but if you try to escape... That oppression, he, yeah. we're not going to help you. He, he he might as well have said, if you vote Democrat, you're welcome in America. If you vote Republican, you better stay at home. Right. St- stay where you are because we don't want you here. That <laughs> That's in essence what he's said. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what are the conclusion you can draw. Why would you, why would you have an essentially open or at least a porous border on the south bordering Mexico? Why would you say that? And welcome people in, and Joe Biden saying we we invite a surge, right? And then s- t- say to people from Haiti, who I, I don't even know how they vote, right? Generally speaking, maybe you can't pigeonhole them, but certainly to people f- fleeing from Cuba, why wouldn't you say the same thing? We welcome you if you flee coming here to this country we're for all a better immigrants. life. Yeah, we're all. That's what they say yeah. when when they when they open the floodgates. Yeah, we're we're a nation of immigrants. We're a nation of Im- immigrants, You're, but not Cuba. Yeah, and, but they are. They I, are. I just went, for I'm waiting for Republican. AOC to go down to Havana and say, "Quit keeping kids in cages." Huh? We'll see when that happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Um, AOC. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the uh, representative from the state of New York, otherwise known as AOC. Yes. Well, uh, the fight is continuing. Moms and dads across this country. Uh, they want an end to the. Did you say mums? My, that's, he says mums. Mums. Is that like M U M S? What yes. is that? That's, that's my, Canada, Canada slash England. Coming is that up. how y'all say moms? Mums. 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 Okay. I think that's also a flower, isn't it? M U M S. It is. Yeah. Mums. Yeah. mums. So anyway, but that's what you're saying. Just, I'm just, I'm just trying to be helpful here. You I'm are. trying to interpret for uh, a lot of Americans what our, what your Canadian <laughs> accent. Uh, is that what you're saying, eh? Uh, yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Fred. Mom. All right. They're they're continuing their fight across the country against critical race theory being indoctrination of critical race theory to their kids. They're also fed up with the idea that their kids are going to face another school year. If they open schools, they're going to have to wear masks. Uh, Melissa O'Connor is a mom in San Diego, and, and, and she was... Uh, interviewed on Fox this morning, she said, it is so sad that in this country that celebrates freedom, that parents now are having to go to court to force their state governments and to stop these ongoing mandates. Cut number 11. I 
I guess, is this how this works in America? Like you have to sue people to get your rights back. What's been happening is completely unconstitutional. So parents were funding a lawsuit against the state um, to say these mandates aren't lawful and they've gone on long enough. I mean, I think we shouldn't have our kids in masks. Enough is enough. Moms across America who are fed up with all of these rules. Well, to Mrs. O'Connor, yesterday we played that clip from uh, Dr. Fauci, who said, I think mandates, ongoing mandates are a really good idea. Yeah. Let's keep keep this country shut down. Let's keep uh, the mask mandate uh, going. Even if you've been vaccinated. Even if you've been vaccinated. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, parents, parents are fed up They're, You know, everyone's life was turned upside down during the COVID lockdown uh, that, you know, we all all went through it. But parents were especially hit hard because many of them were not able to even work because they had kids at home and somebody had to be there to oversee the kids. So now they're ready for life to return to normal and they're are people within the educational establishment who refuse to let that happen. I can see where they'd be very frustrated. It is. But kudos to these parents who are taking up the charge. You know, it's really interesting. I think uh, it was Mark Levin uh, was being interviewed this week on Fox, and he was talking about it is time to get organized. We're seeing this among parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, and other places across the country. He is suggesting, and others are suggesting, monitoring groups be set up to monitor your school district board meetings, city council meetings, and then also to run. I mentioned yes. yesterday, I think there are 20-plus school districts in California 20, now 22. that are under recall Yes, from concerned moms and dads. So that is encouraging. Yeah, you've got, folks, you've got to get involved. That's what AFA has been promoting for the last 44 years yeah. since our the beginning of our ministry in 1977, get informed and get equipped and get active. Yeah. You, you have got to take, the only way you can quote unquote, take back your country mm-hmm. is if you use the powers granted to you by our founders in the constitution, but you have got to be informed, equipped, and then activated in order for change to come. Don't, don't expect a lot of these changes to come from Washington, D.C., that is fairly dysfunctional up there. You'd better take responsibility for your local government and then your state government. All right, we only have a few minutes left. Chick-fil-A is in the crosshairs again. And guess who's got the gun pointed at Chick-fil-A this time? Um, I'm going to guess Democrats. Uh, well, there are some Democrats. There are three homosexuals in New York State that are trying to shut down uh, Chick-fil-A's there. But no, this story, Notre Dame University. Uh, I saw that as well. Yep. Note uh, The elite Catholic universities say they don't want Chick-fil-A to open a restaurant on their Indiana campus uh, because they say the restaurant chains frequent donations to Christian groups. Roughly 180 University of Notre Dame students and faculty have signed an open letter calling on the school's campus dining division to nix a proposed new shop on campus. Yeah, I was uh, referring to the, the, the Democrats in the New York State legislature yeah. that uh, wanted to keep Chick-fil-A out. Let me, this is, Chick-fil-A is one of those places that 
reveals, just by their very existence, the hypocrisy of the left. <laughs> because what you're going to find is Chick-fil-A is coming to Notre Dame. Uh, they can sue, I think, if, if they're forbidden simply because of uh, who they give money to. But then you're going to see it become very popular on Notre Dame yeah. on the campus because their food is that good. So these people will say, no, don't bring it. And then they'll sneak in there and get some of those chicken nuggets. You got to listen. In this letter, they also say they're against Chick-fil-A. Uh, claim that because the restaurant chain gets its food from industrialized farming, it's bad for the environment, deplorable, and places a burden on marginalized communities. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> what? Marginalized. <laughs> they also argue that Chick-fil-A's menu of fried chicken and potatoes does not supply an array of options suitable for a diverse <sighs> campus community and argued <sighs> vegans and vegetarians would receive little benefit. And then go somewhere else. I think, so this have, is, I think they have salads at Chick-fil-A. Yes. This is how the woke people view the poultry world. <laughs> is that what we got going on here, Fred? <laughs> yeah, that's what we uh, got. Poultry going. world. The oppressed. The woke. The oppressed Red well, Island. Woke, <laughs> woke crowd is going to make everything taste like. Tofu for everyone. <laughs> you get tofu and you get tofu. I was going to say it tastes like chicken, but. <laughs> No, some, tofu some, doesn't some taste Some chicken, like chicken tastes good. Tofu is even uh, that. Yeah, that's that's pretty bland. Right <laughs> oh my goodness, tofu. Uh, that's when well, my terrible. wife suspects somebody of wokeness, she calls them a bean sprout eater. A what? A bean sprout. You don't know what that means? Oh, bean sprout. Yeah, yeah. So what is that? Well, if I say they're a bean sprout eater, be- bean sprouts are are, are kind of I think kind of a yuppie addition that's what on top of a salad. About. Anyway. Yeah, bean sprouts. There was an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Curd bird. Curd bird. That's what they had for Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, that's right. Tofu. A tofu tofu turkey. in the shape no. of a turkey. Curd yeah. bird. No. no. Come on, that's just wrong. No, that's just, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm right wrong. there with you. Just in <laughs> plain, simple meat. terms, don't give me a hamburger without any meat in there. <laughs> <laughs> The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.